Welcome to Beyond Dieting. We're two friends on a mission to disrupt the insanity of diet culture and replace it with something positive, life-affirming, and effective. We are talking to you if you, like us, have felt like a poster child for diet failure, or that diets work for other people, just not you, or like you just can't stick to anything, or this would work if only you were disciplined enough, blah, blah, blah. If that's you, then we are here to tell you that the problem is not you. The problem is dieting. As life coaches, empty nesters, busy entrepreneurs, and menopausal women, we don't believe in a one-size-fits-all approach to health and wellness, but we do know what has worked for us and other women in our programs. What's abundantly clear to us is that there is no silver bullet diet or exercise regimen, period, full stop, and we've tried a lot of them. Stick with us as we explore a variety of doable and motivational ways you can free yourself from a lifetime of yo-yo dieting. It is possible to live a healthier, saner, and more fulfilling life you enjoy. Hi, this is Mimi. And this is Lee. In this episode of Beyond Dieting, we talk about your fear of regaining weight, something we hear all the time from clients. And I understand this on a personal level, the fear of regaining weight. It's big. Yeah. Yeah. So I think before we jump into the like regaining the weight part, which is really what we're going to talk about, let's talk about like the idea of like what fear is and really define like fear. So um, I think I got my definition from Miriam Webster. I'm not really sure, but fear is an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous and likely to cause pain or be a threat. Mm -hmm. So I think like when you think of the idea of living in fear of um, regaining weight, like it's not, it's not a pleasant feeling. It's like, who wants to live with that? And you end up kind of like armoring up all the time against this threat. And in here, the threat is regaining. So it's like, you're living your life with this armor and fear that regaining is getting ready to like swoop in and ruin your life. Here I am. I've gotten skinny. I've gotten healthy. I feel like in this really good place, but there's this like, what are they called in here, Potter? The demonic things. That swoop oh, yeah. around. It'll come to me. It'll come Dementors. to me. Like, <laughs> like regain is like this dementor that's swirling around, yeah. just waiting to come in and like knock you off this really good, safe place that you feel that you've gotten to with the weight that you've lost. And that's to me, it's just like a really unhealthy and unpleasant way to live. Yeah, living in fear. Um, not only is in your mind, but it causes all the stuff in your body to happen. Cause when you're fearful, you're on a cellular, very small microscopic level, all the stuff that's working together in your body thinks that it needs to do certain things to, to respond to that fear. So you end up with elevated cortisol and that's called, you know, it's like a stress hormone. It's, it's linked to weight gain and weight retention. So living in fear, not only is feels unpleasant, but it does unpleasant things with your body chemistry after over time. If you're not really in danger, you know, you don't really have a dangerous threat, but you're living as though um, 
then it's just not good for you on all levels. So um, this fear, definitely, um, I recognize it. It has been a big one for me in the past. And I can look back and see that it was indeed a self-fulfilling prophecy for me as well. Um, and study, you know, scientific study backs this up. It was only when I opened myself up to the hope that I could lose and keep it off that I actually was able to, I, I not just physically lost weight, but my mind was able to operate in a different way because I had hope and this fear was not as pervasive. I had tools to work with that fear and not, you know, it, it didn't drive the car, so to speak. I got a different part of my brain to drive the car instead of just this fear all the time. And again, like I said, um, you know, this losing weight and keeping the weight off, it doesn't happen magically. But um, what happened for me is I committed myself to learning what was backed by years of scientific, psychological, and medical research and applied myself to that. Um, but first I had to shift my focus and energy towards hope and away from fear that allowed me to then go do this kind of work for myself, customize some stuff that worked for me. Yeah. And, I, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, you go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that the nature of thinking is that it never goes away. Your thoughts may not ever fully go away, but you learn how to cope with them and behave, react to them differently so that you behave differently. Because even now, even though I can get rid of this, so I can kind of put it on the sidelines and it doesn't drive my life, it can still show up and kind of swim through like an eight foot long alligator waiting to pounce. But now the moment I notice this fearful thought that says, what if I fail and gain the weight back? I have an arsenal of self-help mindset tools to send that gator back to the Everglades where it belongs. Yeah. I, I love that idea of the alligators, like the fearful thought, because it's something that you fear, right? But it's like kind of underneath the surface, you can't really see it and it's there. Um, so what I was just going to say was um, what, what you're focused on, like where all you put your energy that's what you make real. So if you sit around thinking like, oh, I'm going to regain this weight, I'm going to regain this weight, like subconsciously, you are actually encouraging your brain to help you figure out how to regain the weight, mm -hmm. you know, which is like, it's the opposite that, that you want to happen instead of focusing on like, I'm doing great. I'm keeping the weight off and really like trying to tell your brain, like what I want you to do is help me keep this happening one, it lowers your cortisol right away, as opposed to thinking like, I'm going to regain the weight instead of like, I can figure out how I can maintain this weight loss. So it's like, you hear that phrase all the time, what you focus on grows or what you focus on becomes real. I mean, it's the whole idea of manifesting and the law of attraction, right? It's like, that's like where you put your attention is what you're doing. So I think, um, your thoughts are there your thoughts going to pop up. You can't control the thought. Like it, it shows up, but it, you control like how you react to it. So when that alligator comes swimming through, you know, with all of the damage and negative thought that it's want, you can learn to just say, you know, like, nope, nope, nope. And turn it away. And you learn the tools that help you do that. Right. Yeah. You call in your version of crocodile Dundee or whatever, <laughs> you know, alligator or a crocodile. But yeah, so our Crocodile Dundee is a mindset tool 
that you can use. And we teach this in our bariatric masterclass. You know, some of you may have attended that. It's um, a tool that we use in our programs. This is kind of a quickie version of a longer mindset process that we also teach that's a little more, um, it's good to go as deep as you can. I just want to say with mindset, it's good to go as deep as you can and really learn how to do it from a bunch of different standpoints. But this one's a kind of quick and easy, I would say. So it's called LIFT. And this is an acronym that stands for um, L, lower your cortisol, which Mimi mentioned. Uh, I, investigate your thoughts. Uh, F, feel your emotions. And T, think a slightly better thought. Yeah. And I think that's important. We're going to walk you through an example, but that like thinking a slightly better thought, it's like, cause it has to be a thought that you actually are going to believe, you mm -hmm. know? So if it's like about weight regain and you want your slightly better thought to be, I will never regain another pound in my life. Like that might be real hard to yeah, yeah. <laughs> grasp on and believe just cause you know, weight fluctuates and never is a long time. And, um, so it's, yeah, it's like a slightly, you just are trying to shift to that slightly better thought. Exactly. So it would look something like this if you applied this process to your fears around weight regain. And we're just going to do a quick example here. This is something we would spend a lot of time with you on in our programs, and it, but it's hard to do in just a, a short podcast. But here's, here's kind of how it looks. So um, L, lower your cortisol. Uh, this is a you know, a stress hormone that's been linked to weight gain and weight retention. So you want to, before you can do anything, when you're in a kind of a fear-based thought is you've got to calm yourself down and calm your central nervous system down a little bit so that you can start to do something else. So first you've got to calm yourself. So try what we call square breathing. This is a tool that's out there. We didn't, you know, invent this tool, but we use it a lot with our students. Square breathing do some square breathing exercises to soothe your nervous system. And you, it just takes a minute. Mimi, do you want to kind of run through what a, a square breath? Yeah, it's square breathing or box breathing. Um, I know you're on a podcast, but if you think of like a square and you're going to um, inhale on one side of the square to the count of four, hold across the top of the square for a count of four, exhale going down the other side of the square for a count of four, and then hold that exhale for a count of four. And so you kind of close the box. If you're on YouTube, you can see my finger making a box, but if <laughs> not, it's like the idea of like, you know, inhale two, three, four, hold two, three, four, exhale two, three, four. You would do it slowly to the count of four and then hold that exhale two, three, four. So it's just, there are a lot of breathing techniques. You know, a lot of people just like 10 really slow, deep breaths in and out, you know, breathe in and then another gas with air is another great one. Like there are a lot of breathing techniques, but whatever you can do to really calm your central nervous system. Yeah. Something healthy that calms, you know, mm -hmm. um, nervous system that's been shown to definitely do it. Um, then next you would notice the exact phrase the way you're thinking it and write it down and writing it down is very important um, sometimes you're just in the car and you're trying to do this quickly and you can't write it down but when you can it, it's going to serve you long term if you start writing some of the stuff down to get the exact language and you'll notice it more when you do that so every time it creeps up like an alligator 
you're more likely to recognize it because you've drawn the shape of the alligator in the form of words <laughs> and the, forming your thought. So um, notice the exact phrase, write it down. And in this case, the thought is, I won't be able to keep the weight off. That's the thought we're working with. So next, um, you would notice when you say that to yourself a few times, I won't be able to keep the weight off. I won't be able to, I can't keep the weight off. Um, say it a few times. What emotions, what does it do to you <laughs> to keep saying that to yourself? You know, and notice the emotion. You can notice sometimes like physical sensations in your body, but what's the emotion underneath that thought? Sadness, hopelessness, anger, possibly at yourself, anger at the world. <laughs> you know, what pops up for you? It may be a whole mixture of emotions, but see if you can just kind of connect to them so you understand the emotions that go with that thought. Then um, the final step would be play around with that slightly better thought, like something like, I am committed to learning how to keep this weight off and putting my knowledge into practice. You know, that's a long sentence, but Mimi, is there anything else that occurs to you to, is a better thought, slightly better? I think that's good. I just want to back, back up to the step three, which was F, which is feel your emotions. It's like, I, you definitely want to notice it. Like if it's sadness, hopelessness, or anger, but I think you also want to sit in a moment and really feel it, like really mm -hmm. acknowledge that that emotion is there because if you try to suppress it or ignore it, it's going to come out in whatever manner that you prefer to buffer your feelings away because those emotions are there. I think that's a really key, like, yeah, you know, we've been raised to really fear our emotions to feel being like, it's, you know, it's wrong to be sad when you're sad. Like you can't show your anger if your anger, you know, but I think find, you know, a place and a time to really feel that whatever that, if your thought is, I won't be able to keep the weight off. And that makes you just feel totally hopeless. Just kind of sit with that hopelessness and let it, let yourself feel it. Yeah. But I like that better thought I'm committed to learning how mm -hmm. like I'm willing to learn how, or, mm -hmm. um, we just did a podcast on, um, using the word figure outable that you can figure it out. It's like, I can figure out how to keep this weight off and put my knowledge into practice. Mm -hmm. And also, I would just say um, a tendency we all have, and you may have this tendency too, if you're listening, um, is that when you notice you're thinking a negative thought, and then you learn, oh my God, this thought has actually been proven to cause problems for me. There's this funny thing we do. It's not really funny, haha, -ha, but this interesting thing we do where we get mad at ourselves for thinking the thought because we're like, why am I thinking that thought? I'm so yeah. broken. I just think negative thoughts. Now I, now I'm really pissed with myself because I think negative thoughts. Don't be hard on yourself. This is something that is very common and you're not a bad person for having a, the occasional negative thought. This is just a tool and kind of your reminder to start noticing that you're having the thoughts and then know, knowing that you have control over what you choose to think, you know, so that thought may seem like it came in un, uninvited, but then you have the power to choose what to think that thought, that thought can just keep swimming on by and go somewhere else. You don't have to attach to it. You don't have to let it attach to you. You can think what you want to think. Yeah. And I think that's why for us, the I is investigate your thoughts, like, you know, be curious about it. Think about it, you know, investigating. It's not believe your thoughts. <laughs> you know, attached to that thought. It really is like investigate. Yeah. And it, we, we don't say get rid of the thought either because you can't, 
altogether, but you can diminish its power over you and decide what thought you want to go with. Yeah, because regaining, re, you know, it it is a um, it is a fear that can be debilitating. It is a fear that can keep you from action. And it's if you have a history of like gaining weight and losing weight and gaining weight and losing weight, you know, like for me, it's like, oh, I can believe that that fear is real because I have this history that's showing me that when I lose weight, I regain weight and I lose weight, you know, but it wasn't until I decided that I'm just not going to believe that when I lose weight, that it's going to automatically come off. I'm going to, I mean, it's going to come back. I'm going to choose to believe that when I lose weight, I can keep it off and I can keep losing. And so, you know, that really has helped me, you know, kind of turn the corner and start to be way more successful in hitting all of the goals I want, but especially weight loss goals. I love that Mimi so much. Yeah. We like to hold on to the idea that our history is predicting what our future is going to be. And mm -hmm. it's not, we get to decide that every day, like that T that thinking is slightly better thought. We get to decide every day what our thoughts and reactions are going to be. Yeah. I think yeah. it's very freeing. I think that's a really hopeful idea to kind of latch on to. Definitely. So, and this is what we work on in our programs, you know, with our clients and students, you know, we work on taking the teeth out of those scary uh, thoughts and then shifting your thoughts to thoughts that are more likely to create success for you. And when you shift those thoughts, your actions, your behaviors start to change the way you feel changes. So it's a, it's amazing how powerful a thought can be. Um, and so you, and it's just really good for you to know that you do have control over your thoughts. Now, can you, for some reason, we have not good enough screens on our windows, thoughts again, thoughts can come in uninvited, but you can just let them right, just keep going. You thought right there, you negative thought, you just keep going. I'm not going to attach to you. And I'm going to choose to think this other thing that I know will serve me better. Yeah. Because fears don't always serve you. I mean, unless you actually are in the swamp surrounded by alligators, <laughs> yes. like you don't need those thoughts yeah. and those fears to be running your life. Right. You know, it really, it's time that they just like take a back seat and you come up with better thoughts that are going to serve you. If it's, if it's not a thought that's keeping you out of imminent danger, let's, let's think let's something go. different. Yeah. And, um, so we have our song <laughs> and so, uh, you know, cause we'd like to end a podcast with a song that just kind of pops up in our head when we're thinking about the topic Sometimes the songs are really uplifting and have these really uplifting lyrics. Sometimes it's just what popped into our brains because it just seems to match. I think today was one of those days. <laughs> so, you know, our topic is the fear of weight regain that so many people have. Um, and it can shut you down sometimes and cause behaviors you don't actually want and don't get you the results. So um, the song that immediately came into my, my mind was um, For What It's Worth by Buffalo Springfield. This is way back in the 60s. But this song always sounded like what it, it sounds like a song about fear to me. I think this is from my childhood. Just something, it has like this creepy kind of beginning. And the song is really about the culture clashes of the 60s. But if we're going to apply it to today, it's really in this case where you're releasing the fears that come from diet culture and a history of dieting 
um, and uh, getting out of this kind of clash with yourself, you know, kind of this culture clash inside of you with the side of you that wants to be hopeful, that wants to take charge, that wants to get the results. But it is, I like this song. It is a fun song. It's a whole new cultural world against the diet and fitness. Yes, and- it's a revolution. <laughs> <laughs> sort of. Yeah. So this has been good. Thanks for joining us on this podcast and we'll see you next time. All right, bye guys. Hey there. Thank you so much for listening. In fact, if this resonated with you and you know someone else who needs to hear this, please share our episodes. We would just love that. We also would love it if you would follow, subscribe, and rate our channel because this lets us know you're actually there and it helps us show up in searches, which would be awesome. Please be a part of our community and mission to help as many women as possible free themselves from diet culture so that they can go beyond dieting.